welcome to the Nerd Party. at home and welcome. This is Second Contact. My name is Charlene Schmidt and with me is always my fabulous co-host, Tristan Kristen Riddell. Riddell. <laughs> yes. So good we have to each say it. <laughs> we I appreciate each have to that. say your name. Yes. So good to be with you once again for another episode of Lower Decks after a fantastic Star Trek day, by the way. Oh my gosh. I'm in Star Trek heaven right now. How about you? I just caught up. I had a horrible day yesterday and wasn't able to be Aww. online whatsoever. But I was able to catch up this morning and saw all the trailers. So we saw the Picard Season 2 trailer, the Lower Decks mid-season trailer, the Strange New Worlds cast introduction, the 4K comparison for Wrath of Khan, and what am I missing? Let's see. Prodigy. I think that might be it. Oh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yes, yes, Prodigy. Oh, my God. Did you get chills when you heard Janeway's voice? Because I did. <laughs> I I am super I am super excited and I uh, I keep wondering if we'll do commentaries for that show or not. <laughs> we should maybe evaluate that just because we are going to have what looks like a lot of Voyager references and that's kind of our jam. So it's kind of our thing. So <laughs> yeah, let's I don't know. Let's think about that. We don't have a whole lot of time because it's yeah, coming we two weeks after Lower Decks is done. And you guys let us know, like if you if that's something that you want to hear. Sure, yeah, please give us your input. We like to hear from you. Now that said, we do have a new episode of Lower Decks just to keep the party rolling. As if Star Trek Day was not enough for the whole freaking week. No, we get a new episode of Lower Decks, and we are halfway through the season. We sure are. It's going by so quick. So after this episode, we have five more, and I'm really looking forward to it. And so let's just go ahead and get going. And uh, as you right. uh, longtime listeners know, that uh, what we do is we queue up after the rating. So after you see TV 14, hit pause. And then uh, when you hear us content. count down three, TV two, 14, one, which means, in my hit play opinion, when we say play. Which, of course, that's they're right. going to censor out anyway. Speaking of which, the TV 14 <laughs> rating... But like, no one got to sex, which is, uh, you know what, I'm fine with. I am A-OK with that. No that horn stroking, very... no nothing. <laughs> you know, it was interesting seeing the fan reaction to that whole thing. Very divided. Some people I loved was, it. Some people were appalled. I was grocery shopping, like, uh, uh, middle, like I was grocery shopping in the middle of the day uh, last Thursday, and... Out of nowhere, I got a text from a fellow Star Trek fan, and all it said was, I could have gone my entire life without seeing Mugatu sex. <laughs> I you was know, like, someone watched Lower Decks. To be fair, that probably applies to lots of alien sex. Things that we don't I, necessarily yeah. need to know, but maybe we're going to find out. You just never know in the Star Trek universe. Now, with all that said, let's get into this episode, <laughs> shall we? There is no sex. We can say that for sure. All right, so let's set it up. Let's go, everybody. Right. Three, two, one, play. Boom. Now, I can't remember. Have they started with just the um, the intro before? No cold open, no nothing? I was thinking about this because I think maybe for one episode last season they did it, but I do not remember which one because it's been a while. So I think that might have rare. happened once before. I think so. Yeah, somewhere in the very end of the season, maybe 
episode eight or onward is what I'm thinking. So right away, though, my brain was wondering, oh, okay, this is different. Is this going to be a different kind of episode? You know, so you thought like, oh, maybe this would be intriguing or something like that because they didn't have a cold open. Maybe it would be different than what we've we've seen before. That was my initial thought. Now, after seeing the episode once, I think it was just so that there was they didn't have anything to really be a teaser. They just wanted to get right into it. And that was the rhythm they wanted to go for. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So duplers. <laughs> duplers. It sounds like a kid's toy, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> it's a little on the, the nose. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's so, you know exactly what's happening because like, oh, it's a diplomatic mission because they have this big <laughs> spread like in uh, um, uh, Star Trek like in- 6. Yes, you've got the Romulan ale, at least the blue fluid, mm-hmm. if it's not Romulan ale, but this massive spread of colorful foods. I was actually thinking more to the TOS days. Like when Sarek and Amanda come out. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Ran- Ransom with the with the quick save of throwing his own He'd, fork. Yeah, it was good thinking on his part. I loved the suspense too of, is that going to work or is it going to make it worse? <laughs> <laughs> I do like that they are uh, in this episode. They're focusing a little bit more on the captain's kind of reluctance at her own mission status you know where she's she's kind of tired of being a california class captain something tells me that she's been at this for a little while so that doesn't come as a surprise and uh, and you also asked the question uh last week was maybe there's something in her past of why she's a captain and not an admiral and maybe there's something that happened in her past that makes her a captain of a california class instead of a, right. i think they use the term capital class ship or a capital ship later mm. on in the episode yeah which i don't think i've ever heard that before i mean i'm not saying no. they haven't said it before but i don't remember hearing that before i don't either so we got some things to learn that's what that tells me <laughs> so the clone actually did go by william like it, yes. it is actually William. William <laughs> Boimler. Yes. I'm so glad that they're acknowledging this without having him show up. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. in older Star Trek, that would be the thing is we're not going to talk about this until we're going to address it head on and he's just going to be here. So this is probably my favorite part of this story is Mariner and Boimler finally having it out. We are going to address the abandonment issues we've got going. Yes, I'm I'm glad. I was a little disappointed because of like we had just a li- like we didn't get any kind of frustration from Mariner when Boimler came back and I'm glad that we're getting that they're they're hashing it out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's time. It's been time as you were pointing out. So, they were kind of cool about it, but here they are saying, "Oh no. This has been boiling under the surface the whole time." I'm glad that they did that too. So I saw this episode before I watched any Star Trek Day stuff. Oh, and okay. When I saw the the model, I was like, "Oh man, they need to sell that." And then, of course, <laughs> the Eagle Moss is making it. They are, and my friend Norman Lau has a fantastic idea. They need to have for the stand to hold up the ship the little alien on the nacelle, and you can just hold it up that way. 
That's a great like, idea. Right? Oh my gosh, it would be amazing. Now, did you ever do model kits when you were younger? I bought a few and tried a few, but I've never finished a single one. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of were doing a Rutherford thing, just maybe for different reasons, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Richard Kind is the um is the voice of uh of the dupler. Okay. Uh, the dupler guy. And uh before he even opened his mouth, I felt like I knew it was going to be Richard Kind. <laughs> like it just <laughs> like his voice is very much that type of alien. I got you. Now, I do not know who this actor is. What else has he been in? Oh, uh, I think a lot of people would know him from Spin City. Oh, uh, he okay. Was in yeah, yeah, Spin yeah. City. Like, uh, let's see, he was in Argo. He was Bing Bong in uh, Inside Out. Okay. And he was also Molt in A Bug's Life, like oh. <laughs> the, the grasshopper that kept molting. <laughs> right, right. It, yeah. yeah, that kind of, this all does check, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I actually now, got to interview him once. Oh, did you really? Nice. I bet that was fun. So we got the scan. We, we can't miss the scans here. So they brought Scant back reference. the scans. Yes. Now, oh, a Delta Flyer looking ship on the left there. I didn't notice that before. Oh, you know what? I didn't notice that the first time either. That's cool. That was straight up a Delta Flyer. Nice. Now, which do you prefer? The dress uniforms that they went with or the dressy scans? I love the, I like, these look very similar to the um, First Contact era dress uniforms. Yes. And I'm a big fan of those. So I really like these. I always think of the Troy and Riker wedding with these uniforms because they're so ah. prominently featured. So it's, it feels like, and it's, you know, they're white with some gold. They're very elegant looking. It feels like wedding attire to me just because of that. And of course, Mariner has to roll up her sleeves. Of even course in a she dress does. Uniform. It's the Mariner now trademark. We've, we've seen this alien before in TNG, but I cannot remember what episode it was, but I know we've seen him. Oh, oh, no, oh I, wait, wait. It was, the, it was the episode where um, there was uh, uh, Picard's doppelganger was 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 on the ship and he was being um oh it's the one where he was captured and they were like aliens were observing him being captured oh. with some other aliens oh I think golly there was one guy yeah okay i, can't I didn't even remember it. that part i was too focused on becky mariner <laughs> Becky, <laughs> she, she's so not a becky <laughs> i love how annoyed she gets <laughs> and this is weird <laughs> Oh my gosh, Data Bubble Bath. Yeah. Now, this is a fantastic marketing opportunity. If I do not see Data Bubble Bath in the Star Trek.com shop within a week, I'm going to be really disappointed. Because, so, hello. This does, okay, besides just being a marketing opportunity, this yeah. really does hit home the idea that, I mean, uh, Star Trek Picard did this, and Lower Decks really does this, where our favorites in the Star Trek universe from TOS, Deep Space Nine, TNG, Voyager, and, and, and Enterprise and everybody like that, like they're the best of the best. We've been watching the best of the best. So they're heroes and famous. Yes. Yeah, and we're Lord acknowledging Dex, that. Yeah, the, yeah. And we're like, we're acknowledging that again. Like, you know, the, the Tom Paris plate, the data <laughs> bubble bath, you know, the, like they yeah. make this stuff because these are the celebrities of the 24th century. Pretty much. Now, I wonder what happens if you do get a lore bubble bath. What then? <laughs> now, on the on the model ship, it says Quark on it. Yes, it does. It's Quark and model kits. He's cashing in. So he's branched out. So he's not just in the food industry anymore. 
No. Like he's straight up in merchandising and who knows what else. So he has to be like sitting pretty. Uh, he he must real. have gotten the riches that he wanted to get, which makes me happy. He's like the Jeff Bezos of the 24th century. He just, he's in charge of everything now. <laughs> I think that's a good comparison. Like Cork <laughs> is now in charge of the Amazon of, of the <laughs> 24th the century. Amazon. Oh my God. Yes. So this has to be a gigantic space station for it to have a car chase in it. Right? <laughs> and granted, they do destroy a lot of it along the way here. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty intense. Little bit, little bit. Also, a little tidbit I have to mention, Mariner apparently only wears underwear on special occasions. <laughs> she noted this. Yes, she did note that. Okay. I We're going to see that in a memory alpha entry at some point. <laughs> It's probably it's already there. It's going to be on her bio. Rarely wears underwear. Right. And with skin tight uniforms. I, I don't know about that, man. Well, no lines. <laughs> so what did you think about this car chase overall? Do you think it was too much? Or do you think it was just right? Klingons. Klingons. <laughs> Indeed. I thought it was all right. It, it's very Lower Decks-esque. Meaning only this show could exaggerate this type of thing in this yeah. way. They're going to make it a little too big. But I don't mind it. What did you think? I think, yeah, it was a bit much for me. Um, but I think you, I keep having to, okay, there was a Morn species yes. there. I can never remember. Uh, but I, I, you keep reminding me that this is what Lower Decks is, is that it's an exaggerated version, that it's bigger than what we deem Star Trek reality. Yeah, and it's, it's animated. We got to blow it yeah, up. Yeah, you got to blow it up. And I got to keep reminding myself of that because to me it felt like just a bit too much that these Starfleet officers were putting too many people in danger <laughs> oh, for yeah. just trying it, to get to a party. It's absolutely irresponsible, 100%. But you know what redeems it for me? All the Boimler screams we're getting right now. I, I love, love that there's a, good a st- there's a typical Boimler scream. Like it was, it made me think about when he was like being half transported. <laughs> yeah, and it was just that, the, yeah, that that digital scream effect added. It's almost like every time they cut to Mariner and Boimler in the car, he's screaming. Cut to something else. Cut back to them. I love it. I love it so much. Now, what did you think about this little? adventure that uh, Tendi and Rutherford are having right now with the with the duplers. <laughs> I th- I feel like it was I feel like they needed to pick one where <laughs> it was either like the the dupler stuff on top of Rutherford trying to figure out if he was truly himself or if he was smarter before he lost his memory. I I didn't like how they meshed. It didn't it felt mm. very forced to me that they were joining the Rutherford and Tindy storyline with the Dupler storyline. It felt it did not feel like they went together at all. No, it's true. It's two completely different things, isn't it? And the fact yeah. that they really don't bring it home and connect them in some way. Yeah, I see what you mean. At the same time, though, this is episode five, so we're midway in the season. It feels like this episode is very much a connector, trying to tie up the loose ends from the start of the season and then getting us ready for the rest of it. So who That's knows? That's a good, good way to... Oh, we got some a TAS reference with these birds. Um, oh, yes, we sure did. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a really good 
observation where like the, we're we're having completion with Mariner and Boimler and him leaving for the Titan. We have some completion with Rutherford losing his memory and Tindy's relationship with Rutherford before yes. and after he lost his memory and Freeman and uh, uh, I love this visual. Fe- so sorry, <laughs> yeah. the data is floating up. Is the data popping up? Yeah, absolutely. But like, um, <laughs> like uh, Freeman and Mariner together. Like at the end, they kind of have a con- they have a, a quick connection where they join. Hand- like she lifts her lifts her up. They have a drink together. It kind of shows yeah. that they're they're bearing the hatchet too. So yeah, this very much. Yeah, I think that's you're spot yeah. on with that. You nailed it. Burying the hatchet. That's what this episode is doing. So they're resolving the plot lines that we started the season. And then we're going to go forward and probably do a whole lot of cool new stuff. I'm okay with it. I love that the the alien was just like, think the gods whom I worship. (laughs) (laughs) Not not getting specific. Right. And and nobody talks like that. Not really. I love that line. I owe a foot up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I love Mariner so much. Now, one thing we have not talked about is the little mini warp core detonation. (laughs) <laughs> Going back to Rutherford and Tendy, I thought that was adorbs. Again, right, a so little marketing opportunity. I'm telling you, you know what I want is I want a little mini warp core on my keychain that's actually pepper spray. And then if I ever need to use it on some creep, I can detonate it. And you can scream, eject the warp core. Yeah. Right. And then poof. So and, I'm, and I'm okay. N- not to get too visual here. Yeah. Um, because this is a podcast and for those of you who aren't watching but there is i do like that there is a difference between the the dress uniforms of the california class ships and the other ships of the capital of capital ships because the white uniforms is uh, like we see the white uniforms of the first cut contact era ships and uniforms i say and uh, they have the right combat so they like they're yeah. very much in line with what they deem as as appropriate it, yeah. for their ship and everybody else's ship. So right. they didn't just put everybody in the the Cerritos dress these forms, which would have no. been very easy to do. It was a really good touch. And if you missed it, though, there's just enough with the bouncer to tell you what's really going on here. So Boimler was not dirty in the previous shot. He is <laughs> dirty now here. Hmm, Come on, Yeah, nice catch. Thought- Shelby! Yep, Shelby. Shelby's there. Now we've not seen Exley, have we? Is that a new person? I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. I, so. don't, I don't recall. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall either. I do love this space station. Reminds me of space stock in the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it would have to be that big at least. At least, <laughs> but it looks very pretty with a twenty-fourth century touch. So th- this is becoming um, like the Tribbles in that short trek where they're just <laughs> taking over the ship. Yes. I was I was thinking the same thing, Tristan. I thought, which reproduces faster, the duplicators <laughs> or the Tribbles, <laughs> as I as I just sort of started calling them? They're not duplers. They're duplicators. This is fantastic. Like, they get tweezers and the, the, the cross-cutting. Right. And then the high-pitched computer voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a little kid because it's well, mini. Five, four, three, two. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And it works. Yeah. And of course, if Rutherford's making a model, he's going to make an, a warp core that works. Well, of course. It's the warp core. How could he not? <laughs> 
So you know what the station is, though, or, or this party? It's basically in a gigantic mall. Don't you get that yeah. feeling? Yes, it definitely feels like a gigantic mall. Now, yeah. behind now, there's tons of references in these photos, like a lot of TOS. But if you look on the on uh, Mariner's left side, that's the alien that sold Tom Alice. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. I did not catch it. I wasn't really looking at the art behind, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Every single one of these is going to have to be analyzed, and I'm sure Trek Core is already on it. <laughs> so they're on it right now. Yes. I always look forward to that. They go deep. Yes. No, I always do appreciate Trek Core's uh, analysis of the Easter eggs afterwards, because you know... Now, is that the... That's the solar ship directly behind them. That's... Uh, it sure looks like it, doesn't it? Cisco solar ship, yeah. Yeah. I always love that ship. I love that episode and I love just the mm-hmm. concept of that ship. I'm We're already sure. trying to do a solar light sail yeah. in the 21st century. It seems like a plausible form of space travel. Well, there you go. I mean, Cisco was ahead of his time. Right? Or the, I should yes. say the Bajorans. Well, yes. Yes, it's Bajoran technology. <laughs> now here comes all the swearing. <laughs> And I appreciate everybody getting the chance to tell them off. And it doesn't matter what they say. It's funnier that they bleep it. Then it's left to your imagination and you you can come up with something far worse than what they might have actually said. Kind of like um, in Arrested Development where it was so much funnier when it was bleeped as opposed to when they had the uncensored pilot. Exactly. It's unnecessary censorship if you ask me, (laughs) but it's effective in this setting. The, uh, this line, I lost it at this line. Your paw is weak and it disgusts me. <laughs> I'm yes. going to use that online. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Maybe the trolls will start to decrease in number. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great idea. In order to decrease the, the, the trolls, right? say that their paw is weak. I'm personally going for the Dr. Ta'ana approach. It's just going to be beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I, I, I thought of you when Dr. Tana just started <laughs> letting loose. Hey, there's a reason why I've used the handle, oh, the profanity for 12 years and counting. <laughs> that said, I ignore trolls. I don't have time for this. I got stuff to do. I'm digging the music in this bar. If you're not watching, take a you know, just little tiny piece of music, but I, I like that. And I want some Klingon acid rock. We got good stuff. Now this I really bartender. Like the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see this character again. Oh uh, yeah, I want to see her pop up. And if she's she's clearly older, and so yeah. we could see her pop up anywhere. Could be amazing. We just got the big reveal of who has visited this bar before, Kirk and Spock. And I'm su- I'm sure we're gonna get a novel soon or a short story. That reveals the entire <laughs> backstory of <laughs> we them gotta trying to get know. into the party. Yeah, could we get anything? I mean, the fanfic is going to go through the roof, of course, and especially the slash fic, because you could infer, <laughs> or you, know, you just you never know. But yeah, I don't know. I could even stand to see this as a short trek if they'd be willing to go there. <gasps> That's such a good idea, right? Oh my God, get, That's such a good idea. get Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto to do it. Somehow come up with the budget. I, I don't know the logistics. You guys figure that out, but put that thing together. 
Well, it's gotta be, it's gotta be prime universe. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Oh um, well, yeah, I suppose. Peck and whoever you know that they're gonna he, have Kirk pop up in Strange New World somehow. You know that's gonna some happen. Sometime, somewhere. I guess when we get to that point, then we could get. Then this. we can do. There yeah. We go. All right. We'll have to I, wait. I was I was fifty fifty on whether or not this speech was actually gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't, though. This is a good bouncer. Yeah, this 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 bouncer's not screwing around. Mm-mm. No. Nope. I love that we get to see Dr. Ta'ana's tail more. <laughs> it's there. So we get we get the um like yeah, I escorted the Enterprise out of space, Doc damn it. Like that's her claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Don't they know who I am? <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about this episode as far as a subtle detail goes, is the fact that this bar really is the coolest thing. This is where the party's really at. It's so true. The actual party, when you go to big events like this, it's okay. You might have a good time, but really there's some hole-in-the-wall hangout that's going to be much better, and you can have a real good time there. Yeah. Also, no Akana as a DJ. That was weird. I figure that checks. He looks like he's having a good time. I thought that was one reference that was a little uh, a little forced. <laughs> <laughs> no, it totally made sense to me. He's like the Kevin Federline of the 24th Ugh. century. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, I went there and I do not apologize for it. So, so relevant. I know it was harsh. Uh, these, yeah. yeah, there's yeah the quark once again, Deep Space Nine model kit. And you can tell that they uh, they took just a picture of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> And then yes. used a Photoshop filter to make it look animated. They didn't even animate it themselves. They took a picture and used a Photoshop filter. I appreciate that touch. Hey, I'm fine with it. I'm not criticizing. Just saying no. that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very deliberate choice. And it's charming. I love that the counselor's in the background. I really want to hear Paul F. Tompkins yeah. more on as the season goes on. So Mariner Aww. and Boimler next to Kirk and Spock. Yeah, memories have been made. So all in all, how did you, uh, you know, regard this episode? You know, it's kind of, I kind of complained about this last week where I, you know, I was, I was super rushed in watching this. Like I had to take note of the time because I needed to take my kid to her second day of preschool and oh I didn't get to relax and watch it. I was just like nervous watching it, just like I Aww. was last week. And was for other reasons. So I need to I need to take the time because this one, it didn't really make me laugh that much. Uh-huh. But I need to take the time to watch it again and just relax with it and let it wash over me. How what do you what do you what did you overall think of this episode? I'd say overall, yeah, it's it's okay. It had a job to do, which we've already discussed, and it takes care of that. It is not nearly as laugh out loud funny as, say, last episode, because I did enjoy last episode. I know some people didn't. I got a kick out of it, and I laughed more watching that episode than maybe I have any other episode of the season thus far. So, yeah, this one, I really do wonder where it's going to fit in the grand scheme of the season as a whole. I have a feeling just middle of the road, maybe position five. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a kind of a middle of the road episode to me. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's just kind of yeah, a yeah. few laughs here and there. 
it's 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 a perfect segue. It does what it needs to do. Uh, also, we forgot to mention <laughs> Mariner. Now that she has her number one, Boimler needs to grow a beard in season three. Am I right? Uh, yes, a purple beard. A purple beard. <laughs> and then you know what needs to happen is the Titan needs to come back, meet up with the Cerritos for a visit. And then I would love to know, does William have a beard or did he go, you know, shaven? And Baby then meanwhile, Boimler. and Ensign Boimler has the beard. We'll find out. Only time will tell. will ensue. I am so excited. All right, everybody. Well, I think that is our episode for this week. If you want to contact us, please go to thenerdparty.com slash contact. Select a second contact from the menu and then fill out a form. Let us know what you think of the show or you can find us online at uh, on Twitter at Join the Nerd Party or on Facebook and Instagram at The Nerd Party. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys. And uh, and also let us know if you want us to do a Prodigy commentary podcast. Sure. Yeah. Or if you've got other ideas, pitch them. Yeah. The worst we can do is say, "Mm, nah. That's true. Shar and I have had many shows together and we love podcasting with, together. So if you <laughs> have any ad- ideas of what you, what you would like yeah. us to talk about, please let us know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to come up with a show concept sight unseen with the show. But if you got ideas and you don't want to do a podcast yourself, throw it our way. We'll consider. So we will see you next week with the latest episode of Lower Decks. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.